1: It's the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it every night. About it. a real seas fan wouldn't wanna live their life without it. Banner 18 in the making, we gotta make it. Best squad in the East, and still we can't get complacent. Most winning franchise, so the history's ancient. You can tell the other guys are going plan a vacation. Plan a vacation. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and J. King Locked on, trying to get the 18th ring The most in-depth coverage that you ever gonna hear Well-respected in a city like Russell's career It's Rain and Jays Jay's. Millies
0: Welcome back. This is the Locked On Celtics podcast and we want to thank you for making us part of your daily routine. We are here for you Monday through Friday. This is the Wednesday show and I am John Corrales of the Rain and Jays Sort of flying solo at least to start the show, because coming up, I am joined by you, the fan, and i'm sp- speaking directly to six of you who are listening to the show. everyone else it could have been you had you gotten your Skype name into me on time. got to follow me on Twitter at red's Army underscore John means you've got to get a Twitter if you're not a Twitter user that's basically my social media of choice and all of our social media of choice, but I put out a call, and people answered and Literally answered the call when I called him on Skype and we got, it is really interesting. I talked to six different people, gave them all five minutes apiece. One person didn't use all five minutes, but we had six distinctly different conversations. I thought there'd be some repetition, but there wasn't. And so I will get to that. Momentarily, First of all, I want to welcome all of the new listeners who have been sampling the show. This has been a, a wild couple of weeks for us because it's been a lot of different things. We've done a, a tripod, a three-person pod. I've done a solo pod. We've had different combinations of us, and now we're doing a fan thing. So a lot of different things here on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. We're just constantly trying to get you something interesting and hoping that you enjoy it. If you are a new listener and you're looking to subscribe, remember you can get the Lockdown Celtics podcast on the brand new podcast app Himalaya as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and when you get in your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Celtics. A couple of news bits before we get to the pieces that I did with other people, all of the fans around the country, all around the world. Micah Shrewsbury is in consideration for the Georgia State head coaching job. That's a job that was vacated by R.J. Hunter's dad, as ironically enough. Uh, Ron Hunter went over to Tulane, and now that job is open. Micah Shrewsbury interviewed a couple of years ago for the UMass job, got a second interview, then kind of fell out of the running. So we'll see how he goes in the Georgia State search. Uh, but he is apparently in line for at least an interview. He's done some head coaching before. He was a, a head coach before he joined Brad Stevens' staff at Butler uh, in 2008. So he had a couple of years at an NAIA school back uh, before that. And then he did a little bit of head coaching for the Celtics at their, at their summer league. So he's... In line, he's hoping to get that that job. That's, I think, what most assistant coaches want to do. So, good luck to Micah Shrewsbury on that. And, of course, a little injury news. Jalen Brown still doubtful against Miami on Wednesday. Al Horford is probable uh, with his knee. Jalen Brown, the back spasms are still bothering him. And Marcus Morris is on the list as questionable with some knee soreness as well. Uh, Left knee soreness for Marcus Morris, so he is questionable. Okay, that's the news. That's what you need to know. And now, here are my conversations. Again, here were the rules. I put it out on Twitter, asking people for their Skype names. I gave them five minutes to talk about whatever they wanted. They could have, whatever it is, Celtics related. And we'll be doing this again. I think this worked out very well. Five minutes to talk, ask questions, have a conversation, make a comment, rant, bring something up that's interesting. Uh, First, we went to Australia. We hit uh, a couple of places in the U.S. We hit London, Scotland. Uh, It was uh, interesting and, uh, of course, uh, very much appreciated all of the people who listen from around the world. So without further ado, here we go. All right, we're starting with Jake in Australia your five. Your five minutes starts now. But first of all, Jake, let's introduce yourself. Quick, this doesn't count to your five minutes. Quick introduction. Sure. Yeah. Or, who are um, you? Where are you from? What's your Twitter?
2: Um. um my name is Jake. Jake Eisenberg. I'm from Sydney, Australia. Um, I'm a Celtics fan because my dad is from Andover, Boston. He moved to Australia when he was like 25, and then never came back. And wow. so he. Uh, Gave me the uh, the Boston Sports Chain. Lucky, lucky for me, it's been a been you. a pretty good ride.
0: Fantastic.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. And um, yeah, I just watch as much Celtics possible as possible during during work and on the weekends. And you should be at work right now. Oh, I am. Yes.
0: Correct. Okay, Yeah. So okay. So it's at Jake Eisenberg. <laughs> Eisenberg. Yeah. Eisenberg on Twitter. Okay. Ready? Five o'clock. Your five minutes starts now. Go. What do you want to talk about?
2: Um, just the emotional roller coaster that has been. The 2018-2019 season, I guess, is kind of how I would wrap wrap yeah. this year up. I uh, actually have to do a little podcast with a couple of guys at, at work, um, and I have come in every week with either the Celtics are fixed, the Celtics are broken, <laughs> they're fixed, they're broken, and uh, I still have 100% faith that they uh, can make the finals, but I would not be shocked if they lose in the first round at the same time.
0: Isn't that kind of how this team goes? Like that's either one is just equally possible. Uh, all right. So what, what's up? Come on, hit me. You got a question? You got a so, comment?
2: Population. Yeah. Um, so I'm. So I, last all last season, all this season, I've been like all on the Jason T- Tatum bandwagon, and I'm like, I want to be with all the all the crew on on the weird Celtics Twitter, thinking that he's going to be you know 12-time All-Star Tatum. <laughs> but every game, I'm just like. Pump, pump fake, step in, long two, and just the inability to get to the rim. It's not even just the lack of trying, but sometimes I'm finding now that he's losing the handle consistently. He's just not getting to the, to the rack as, as easily as, as it was last year. And I'm like, is this just a, a Kobe infiltrating our, our society? Or like, what, what's kind of going on? Cause I was, I was so confident in that the, he was going to be our, our like, fourth guy or third guy after Alan Kyrie and just be an absolute matchup nightmare. he's kind of been the guy that um, I was hoping was going to be the thing that took us to that that next level and he's been um, I still think he's going to be great but he's been my disappointment this year
0: So here's the thing about Jason Tatum for me is that I think we have to watch our own expectations on him versus what his production has been and if you look at the kind of Per 100 possessions, he has been a little bit better. His points are up. His shooting is down a little yeah. bit. His shooting from three is obviously down, but still almost 38%. So just slightly sure. tick above league average. He, he's
2: no, I, and that's the thing. Yeah, the numbers look so good, but do you like as far as eye test goes? It just the, the game looked so easy to him yeah. all last year, yeah. and it, yeah, just it's just the the the, na- the natural fit and like um like. I guess, um, ha- just happy to, to, play within the flow of the offense doesn't seem to be, I guess that's kind of the symptom of the, of the, I don't want to say the young guys, but, uh, but, of I the, mean, of the young you guys. guys. Uh, I know, I know, I know, but that was like the maturity and all of that was something that, and then the intangibles was something that I was so all in on. And I still, I still believe it's going to be great, but that's been, uh, um, something that I've really been looking for on a game to game basis is, um, is that kind of flow. And, yeah, the numbers still look so good. I do agree.
0: Yeah, and I I think one of the things with with Tatum that we have to kind of keep in mind are this isn't – it's not cookie-cutter for everybody going into their second year. A lot of second-year players that are as good as Tatum aren't on teams as good as the Boston Celtics, or at least as talented that the Celtics are on. So a lot of guys in their second years are like – you know, Kyrie, or well, maybe he's not a great example, but the, the, these guys, <laughs> Donovan Mitchell is yeah. on, a, on a good team, but he's he's being asked to be the primary guy on a yeah. good team. You know, like when Trey Young or, or Luka Doncic, those guys are going to be, like, growing with their team, Tatum is a, in a little bit of a different role, and he, he hasn't taken the step forward that you would expect a superstar in the making, second-year guy to take. But it doesn't mean that he won't take a leap at some point. Reintegrating him with Kyrie, reintegrating him with Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward's in such a unique situation that I would say, let's be patient about what Tatum is right now. And there are people who say he's rested and he hasn't. A lot of his shooting isn't as good, but last year his shooting was so good. that Yeah, he couldn't miss last year. Yeah, like this has been a little bit of a, a step backwards from that but still pretty good just i think last year because of his situation it was a little bit better than than maybe it, it, last year might be the outlier in his career uh anything else you got like 30 seconds
2: left um i just hope that they minimize uh terry's minutes in the playoffs all hell the time lord <laughs> that's that's about it all right jake go back to work man uh fine what time is it in australia it's 7
0: 30 p.m it Eastern is here. Uh, 11 a.m pretty much 11 a.m you should be at work and you're yeah. out here podcasting with me
2: that's right yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna leave work to watch the southeast game tomorrow as well but you know man.
0: they haven't fired me yet not all heroes wear capes jake thank you very much man. appreciate it <laughs> no, thank you mate you guys are awesome thank you see ya up next we're going to armin armin's just outside of boston armin give us a quick introduction who you are what's your twitter handle all that stuff
3: uh, my name is Armin. I'm from Quincy. Uh, Twitter handle is Boston Armin. That's Boston and A-R-M-A-N. Um, long time Celtics fan, born into it. Uh, favorite team of any sport. Uh, my quick rant is, um, just being uh, so passionate about the Celtics, I've had friends kind of make me feel, I guess, a little insecure about my takes when I tell them, uh, this is my least favorite Celtics team of all time. And, you know, they question, are you really a Celtics fan? I'm like, well, yeah, but you know, looking back, I'm 31 now, so I could say, you know, I followed close enough when I was probably about 12, 13. So the past 18 years, I guess, it's just the underachieving. We've had teams that, you know, haven't made the playoffs. The Paul Pierce era before we got the Big Three between Antoine and the Big Three. We've had years where we've, you know, un- you know, ha- had awful years. We won 20 games, mm-hmm. but um it's just the underachieving. Uh I was hoping to get a some perspective from you John. Uh there's few people uh I guess in the Boston media I actually respect their opinion uh when it comes to the Celtics but is there anything you think uh outside of I guess making the finals which is what we were supposed to do that you could really take and say okay this was this was a successful year. Like let's say You know they they're probably going to win less than 50 games. They're going to win 48, 49. But let's say they make the Eastern Conference Finals again and they fall, is that a successful year to you, or am I just being negative and saying no, that's not a successful year?
0: Well, I think if we came into the season, I thought going to the Eastern Conference Finals was a pretty pretty good goal. Like I thought that they with Kawhi in Toronto should have been like those were the two teams and going 1 2 like if you lose to Toronto and you lose to Kawhi and Toronto in a hard fought series that i think is there's not much more you could have asked for this team that when you get to that point it's just a matter of who has the best player who makes the plays and right. you can you can split hairs all you want that's a that's a very good team and even right. if it didn't get to the way it get, we didn't get there the way we were supposed to if you get there and two teams ball out and Game 7, Toronto rises to the occasion, then I have a hard time holding that against the Celtics. The only thing I guess, if we want to look at it from the other perspective, is you can hold it against the Celtics for screwing around all year and not getting their acts together and not fighting for home court and getting that Agreed. Game 7 on their home court. I mean, that's a legitimate gripe, bro, right. I would say. So, right. I, I can see that.
3: So, so, my other question that friends are making me feel insecure about is, I just about had it about 20 probably right around right before the all-star break with gordon hayward like i feel awful for the guy don't get me wrong uh you know feel bad for the injury and everything but i, I like i don't i don't i don't give him a pass anymore and i would say my close friends around me give him a pass and they're like well he'll figure it out in the playoffs and i'm just like all right even if he has let's just say three four games where he scores 20 uh, let's hope that happens. You know, if that happens, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll be the first one to say I didn't expect it. because I'm not expecting it. I don't I don't feel he can turn that switch like a Kyrie Irving. Um, it, w- when is it fair, I guess, in your eyes, or is it fair at this point, to have a gripe with what Gordon's doing? I mean, he came in, he was supposed to be the clear-cut number two. Yeah. And that was before, obviously, we knew what Tatum was going to become. Or even at this point, he's not probably who we thought he was going to be this year. But point is, he was supposed to come in as a clear-cut number two. If he doesn't become that clear cut number two, you know, but by the playoffs, which again, I don't think my friends are convinced he's going to turn a switch, like as if he's Kyrie Irving. But if he doesn't turn that switch, is it, is it okay to go into this offseason? Let's say we get knocked out in the second round and say, okay, enough is enough with Hayward. Unfortunately, we probably can't trade him. Uh, but you know, when does it mean to get on his back? I mean, I, I-, I think.
0: I, I get what you're saying, and I, I happen to be a pro-Hayward guy, and in that, it's um, I, my my take has been like that second surgery that cost him his summer. That, that wiped out four months of him playing five-on-five basketball, consequence-free. So he comes in, and five, four months into this season is about January. And then he, he we started to see a little bit of a switch in January. He's just starting to pick up his athleticism. And I'd like to think that you, you would start noticing now over the past couple of games, especially he's really starting to get a lot more explosive. That dunk that he got in the behind the back pass from, uh, from was it Tatum Tice? from Tatum or behind oh, okay, the back pass yeah. from Tatum that he, I think even maybe a few weeks ago, a month ago would have taken a, a short jumper on that. And he said he took like one power dribble. He took off from outside the restricted area and he dunked at two hands if you look at his last five games, I'm just going to read you some stats here, Four, yep. just under 14 points per game, 53% shooting from the field. Now only 25% from three. So we still kind of figuring that out from there, but he's taken three and a half free throws per game as opposed to two and a half. So he's starting to get to the line a little bit more. He's got six rebounds per game as opposed to 4.4 average for the season. Uh, he's starting to, to slowly, find that burst that athleticism so i understand the the um people not feeling it with with hayward i would say that patience is is really what you need with hayward because he's starting to really get there and over the next few games and i think in the playoffs you're starting to see a, a different hayward and really throughout this summer if he gets this a real opportunity, obviously no injuries, if he can work out this summer the way he's supposed to, then next season you're gonna see a Hayward, the guy that you were waiting for. Well,
3: That's what I, was I mean. If you, you're yeah, out, you're no, out of time. I,
0: here's your final I'll give you your final word. Go ahead.
3: All right. Uh quick I think ultimately what I was gonna get to is I think he's the X Factor. I hope he turns a switch. I hope there's a switch with Hayward. Uh, but if that switch doesn't come, it's just upsetting. I mean, we do have two more years with Hayward and perhaps beyond. But I'll give you this. I'll, that, that's the X factor. He has to. He has to have a switch, which I, I could. You call me a negative Nancy. I don't think he has that switch this year. Maybe next year, but he has to have that switch, or else, unfortunately, I don't see us probably getting out of the second round.
0: I'll get, I'll, I'll give you this. Whatever happens in the playoffs is going to happen. I think if he comes back. Next year, and by Christmas, like of next season, he's still not the same. Then I agree with you. I'll give it. I'll okay. give you that.
3: All right. Uh, he, got, he, he, he. All right. Cool. Yeah. I, I gotta let you go. Gotta yep. be fair. All right. All, All right. right thank so. you very much. All right. Yeah. All right. Bye. Thanks to Jake
0: and Armon. Uh, hopefully, the Gordon Hayward stuff works out. I do not want to have to have that conversation next season. We'll be right back with more after I tell you about the whys. Cam, it's WYZE. It's the indoor cam that does it all. It's packed with premium features that allows you to see everything anywhere, and it's only $20. It records in 1080 1080p full HD images, very, very clear. You will not miss a thing. It's got night vision, it's got two-way audio. Wise's mission is to bring amazing smart home cro- products that are accessible to anyone, and you can check on your home anytime. With the Wise apps live stream. So you can work through your phone, through the Wise app, and you get free 14 day cloud storage with no subscriptions. So you can use it as a sort of security thing. Set up the camera, 20 bucks, and you get two weeks worth, 14 days worth of free rolling cloud storage with no subscriptions. It has a live stream, eight times digital zoom. And because it's at only $20 a camera, you can do anything. So you can set it up if you want to watch your pets while you run away, run away, (laughs) go away or uh, run some errands. Maybe you want to do some uh, babysitting, you want to set one up, you've got a new kid and you want to put something in the bedroom so you can watch and use it as a sort of baby monitor. You can run an errand, and you just want to make sure that this the food on the stove isn't catching fire if you really need to. Uh, if you're away from home, you're working, and people are working on your driveway, working in your house, or there's a babysitter, all sorts of uses for the Wise camera. And if you want more for just 10 bucks or more, the Wise Pan gives you 360-degree coverage in under 3 seconds. Life moves fast, and your camera should too. It's got uh, great speed, uh, 110 degrees per second. 360 degree horizontal range, 93 degree vertical range. And again, it comes with free rolling 14 day storage. It works anywhere with your mobile phone. And if you want more information, you go to wise.com, W Y Z E, wise.com slash locked. Wise.com slash locked. You get the guaranteed lowest price with free rolling 14 day cloud storage, 20 bucks a camera, 10 bucks for the enhanced version. And no subscription at wise.com slash locked. We're back with more from the fans when we come back on the Locked On Celtics podcast.
4: NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your
3: team every day. You're up-to-date on your favorite team, but what about the competition? Here we go! John Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews, and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. Let the Locked On NBA network of podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan, rejecting the screen the Locked On NBA Podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Going to London and Owen. Owen, what's going on, man? Introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Uh, not much. I'm a Celtics fan. Have been since around 2006. It's currently almost one in the morning over here.
0: Oh my god.
1: Um. Yeah. Well, when you're watching Celtics games, it probably lost them. Finish at two, two thirty sometimes. Wow. So I kind of end up running on American time when the Celtics are playing. <laughs>
0: This is wild. Okay, so you are our second international caller. We started out in Australia, and now we're in London. Okay, you got five minutes. floor is yours. Go.
1: So with Marcus Smart winning the Red Auerbach Award, it got me thinking of who the most Celtic-like players in the league who don't play for the Celtics are, mm-hmm. and I wondered kind of what your thoughts were on that as well. Ooh. Um so I thought, firstly, Patrick Beverly, even though I think he's a complete nightmare to play against. Um, on the Celtics, we'd probably grow to love him the same way we love Marcus.
0: Yeah, I would say like his teammate Montrezl Harrell before Beverly would be a guy that we would just love in Boston. He's just cool. He's a badass. He does a lot of things. He can. He's he's kind of uh, like he plays hard. He, he does all of those things that Marcus Smart does, all of the things that we love in Boston, the blue-collar stuff. But he can also you know, score and be the best guy off the bench uh, on a lot of nights. So I would say him there. Jeez, um, who else? I know I'm going to miss some obvious ones. Uh, Jared Allen would be a guy that I think Boston would love. Um, who else? Well, he's
1: very erotic city, I think, is probably the <laughs> – very yeah, Word Celtic's Twitter made its way over to the UK. Happy oh to confirm. God.
0: Yes. <laughs> I can't imagine if Jared... Praise Allen
1: be was the Riffsman.
0: Praise be the Riffs man, indeed. Uh, if Jared Allen was a Celtic man, oh my God. I can't imagine how, how much fun he would be. Did you have any, any names in mind?
1: Uh, Stephen Adams. I've yes. got much love for Stephen Adams.
0: Yes, 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 yes. There's a pattern here. Badass guys that will just do whatever. Like, if, if they... If their arm was hanging off, they'd just be like, oh, I'll just play with the other arm. Whatever. It doesn't matter.
1: Uh, yeah. Knows? And I think, well, I probably then, you know, we have a lot of kind of long switchy wings. Mm-hmm. Um, and OG Nobi, I think, would be a good fit. Yeah. Um, also, because he is from the UK, I've got to oh, pay respect of to that.
5: <laughs> sure, sure, sure.
0: Like Pascal Siakam would be a good one, too. He'd be a good one.
1: Um, He'd be a great one, yeah. Let's
0: see. I'm trying to run through the league. Um, I'm trying. Let's see. I don't know. That's. I think that's a good start. I'm sure I'm drawing some some
1: obvious. You could probably points. do like a starting five. Yeah. Of. I don't know. I I still throw Beverly in there. Maybe Dela Vadova.
0: No God. No. 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 <laughs> no. no, no. I cannot. I cannot live on a in a planet. Where Vadova is a Boston guy, that's no, sorry.
1: <laughs> you could just have all the Aussies together there.
0: Yeah, I think somebody like, um, like Landry Shamet comes to mind as a guy that's like, like people might be annoyed by him, but he's just like a high energy shooter guy that, kind of, I don't know. I think I think. I don't know why. I don't know why he <laughs> popped into my head.
1: I'm, I'm glad he got traded so we don't have to play against him yeah, it's, it's and Reddick. Really... Because yeah. watching the playoffs last year and when they were actually in London last year, Reddick was the person I was almost most afraid of on that team. Because mm-hmm. if he gets going, then it's impossible to guard him almost. So I think Shamit has the same kind of capacity.
0: Yeah, he's got like one of those, that motor, that high-energy motor that just like, man, that guy never stops. I'm sure I'm sure Boston would love to have like Evan Turner back. Um, but maybe I'm just speaking selfishly because he's like a <laughs> good dude. quotes guy. Yeah. Um, who else? I'm going through like De'Aaron Fox would be fun in Boston. Mm. You know. Uh, I, so, think it's I a suppose
1: you could play Fox alongside Kyrie as well.
0: You could, sure.
1: I mean, Both can play uh, off the ball, and then Fox can push the pace. Mhm,
0: mm-hmm. uh, How about Thaddeus Young? I think Thaddeus Young would be i uh... I've got a
1: lot of love for Thad Young.
0: Yeah, Thad Young. I mean, that's gonna be. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm down with Thad Young. Like he'd be, he'd be pretty dope in Boston. Like he, I think people would love him too. Uh,
1: just a taller Marcus Smart in many ways
0: essentially yeah
1: essentially. <laughs> did uh-huh. miss that layup in the Pacers game which <laughs> 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 basically a Celtic already
0: yeah okay so well man that's our five minutes that goes fast so any fi- <laughs> you got, does like, any final comments
1: yeah um, I miss not having the Celtics in London uh, it's easier when the games are earlier in the day as well but it's great being a fan and yeah Always happy to stay up until God knows what hour to watch them.
0: All right, man. Well, we always appreciate the international listeners because you have to do stuff like that. And stay up until ungodly hours to watch. So uh, really appreciate it. And thank you. Thank you for uh, chiming Cheers, in. Cheers, John. All right. See ya. Thanks. All right. Going back into the United States here, Joshua is in Texas. What's going on, Josh? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Plug your Twitter. What do you need to do? Tell us about yourself.
6: Hi, How's it going? Uh, Name's Josh from Texas. Live in Dallas, Texas, near the Mavericks. Only get to see my Celtics once a year. Usually they disappoint me and lose, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But in any case, (laughs) Twitter handle's at jlil89. And yes, I just wanted to get into. I don't know if it's jumping the gun because we need to see how the playoffs go, but. Just on how the season's going, I'm kind of expecting a second-round disappointment, probably, like, six games, but let's see. But in any case, I posted once on Twitter when, like, people were talking about, like, uh, and, uh, um, your replies of like, Jalen Brown, and um, I guess it depends if Kyrie stays and, you know, makes it clear, like, go for AD. Are we sure that maybe we don't want to, like, keep him instead and be okay with letting go of Tatum, especially how like the past two or three months have gone. And hopefully that hasn't soured the Pelicans on uh, Jason Tatum's value.
0: I wouldn't be opposed to keeping one of those two guys. If, if it came down yeah, to, absolutely. you know, if it came down to it, first of all, it comes down to money. Say, so, and it, it mm-hmm. not only do you have to match the Pelicans, you know, salary, there's yeah, an off chance.
3: yeah. and
0: yeah, there's well, it's you don't know. I, I don't know. It's it's
3: it, a possibility
0: true. here that if they are insistent that the Celtics take a, another contract, then mm-hmm. then it gets a little dicey. I don't know that the Celtics are going to want to do that because of how they have to match. But That's the one true. thing to keep into uh, in consideration is because of the weirdness of this trade has to can't be culminated until July 1st. But yeah, the yeah picks. Yeah picks have to be traded and the picks are going to have to be made. The Celtics are going to have to uh, make the picks, sign the picks and then trade those guys over. And those salaries will count as opposed to like future picks. If the Celtics can trade like future picks down the road, those have no financial value. But if the Celtics make these picks and uh, sign them and trade them, then those count in the aggregation of the salary. So you kind of have to hope that what if the Kings pick becomes the fifth overall pick and they get lucky? Well, that not only sweetens the deal, but also increases how much money that guy is going to make and increases how much they can put into the salaries. And it lessens the chance of one of the other Celtics needing to be in there. The other thing that they can do, it's a little tricky, but they can like sign Greg Monroe to a multi-year deal that has, minimal guarantees or no guarantees. And he do like a Keith Bogans thing. It's yeah, but they it, there's a legal way to do it. And he, he would have to, I think it would trigger like a no trade clause, which he would have to like exercise and then agree to go and get waived and all that stuff. But there's a way to do it where they could sign him to like the full mid level, whatever. I, I forget how much money it is, but that can go into the salary and be aggregated. So there are tricks and we'll see what the Celtics do with that moving forward. But there are tricks that can be done. So it's possible, possible the way that these guys are playing, the way that Jalen Brown is playing, that uh, Ainge could say, look at how he's playing. He's the guy. We're not going to give you Tatum. Or we want to keep him. We will give you Tatum. And here's the, all the other stuff to make it work. It, it's it's a little tricky. We have to see what the, the draft picks end up being. I don't want to take Yeah, a- and you're very uh, right in that.
6: Yeah, well, yeah, very true. Well, I guess I was just getting into, like, thinking, and i just watching the way Jalen plays. I'm just like, I think it'd be better for everyone if Kyrie is the same uh, um, AD was to go there, if Jalen can be kept and Tatum can go that, that way. Again, he seems to be, after just watching him, he's having a hard time just kind of playing with Kyrie sometimes. And it looks like he does need to dominate the ball more, and it seems like Jalen... Be a lot better kind of playing off of a Kyrie in an AD, and plus his defense is a bit better than, than Tatum's. And than I don't really be a, much of a bad thing at all, and it could kind of be a win win all around. But like you said, it's all freaking complicated with the
0: <laughs> very complicated
6: Kyrie it's- situation with the waiting till July 1st. Here's
0: God, one thing I'm going to throw what a at you. Dumb rule. <laughs> it, is, it is a weird rule. Here's one thing I'm going to throw at you. If the situation was reversed. If Jalen Brown was the guy that stayed in the starting lineup and Jason Tatum was the one in this, in the second unit, yeah. w- is it possible that we'd be thinking differently that Jalen Brown would be the one that's kind of like, Oh, I don't know. He's not playing so aggressively with Kyrie Irving and Jason Tatum's the guy that's thriving off the bench as the main guy. And we'd be like, we cannot trade Jason Tatum. You got to see if they can take Jalen Brown. It's, it's possible. I can't say, that it it's all, it's situation and
6: how the season's played but yeah I, I see where you're coming from with it but it's all played out There's no way in knowing this is how the season's gone but i don't know just been thinking in my head and it's like plus i think i've been more of a Jalen brown guy I kind of like him. he's sure. pretty sweet but sure but i don't know i guess uh i mean i fully understand the potential of tatum but just thinking it through, and it's like, I mean, I wouldn't mind keeping Brown. Yeah. It would probably work out good for Tatum if he went into New Orleans and got to thrive being a ball-dominant player.
0: Sure, I totally see that. There's
6: all kinds of circumstance throughout, like you just explained uh, through the through the whole thing.
0: It's going
6: to be a weird-ass summer, <laughs> <to> see.
0: A <laughs> weird-ass summer, indeed. All right, my man, that's your five minutes. Thanks. Uh, Sounds good. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Have a safe drive home.
6: Oh, yeah, I can't wait to see how this playoff shakeout and see how the conversation goes for the offseason. We'll oh, see.
0: Oh, yeah, totally <laughs> interesting. All right, thanks. See ya. All right, thanks, John. Thanks, Owen. Thanks, Joshua. Another great little segment there. I had so much fun with these people. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and we're definitely going to do this again. We're going to wrap it up. we got a couple more after the break. If you're enjoying this and you're a new listener, you can always get this show every day. Subscri- subscribe to Lockdown Celtics with the new Himalaya Podcast app. You know, this podcast world is expanding day by day, and it's hard to keep track. Himalaya has a personally curated playlist with new features every day. So go ahead and download Himalaya at your app store to subscribe to Lockdown Celtics. We're back with more right after this. Okay, off to Scotland, and Rahul, who is studying in Scotland. Rahul, give us a quick introduction of yourself.
5: Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Rahul. I study in St. Andrews, Scotland, and I am one of the few Celtics fans in this part of the world, um, but me and my friends like to watch basketball games late at night. It's our last semester in college, so why not? Um yeah, that's the introduction. Okay. I, Five
0: minutes. Go for yeah. it.
5: Okay. Um, so I, I tweeted about this last night as well. I, there's a person running for president, um, from Indiana. His name is Pete Buttigieg. I can't really pronounce his name, but he looks a lot like Brad Stevens. <laughs> um, he sounds exactly like him. And I, I just want to say there was a there was a little, you know, joke running last, um, last playoffs when, you know, I think it picked up from Bill Simmons' podcast. But they started calling him the president, and then, you know, that's something that became popular between mm-hmm. Celtics fans. And now there's a man running for president who looks and sounds exactly like Brad Stevens. So I thought it's, uh, it's a coincidence that um, people should be aware about. And there's probably, you know, funny little conspiracy theory jokes that can go around. Well, um, as for this. You know, season, um, I, I I have nothing to say. I'm <laughs> ready for the playoffs to start. I have nothing to say about the season. That's it. I'm sure you've said enough. All yeah, right. that's about it.
0: Okay. Well, you know, just like everything else, Weird Celtics Twitter has posted it into existence. We're going to have a president yeah. that looks like Brad Stevens. Uh, okay, yeah. Rahul. That's uh, okay. If that's it, then that's it. You've only used a minute yeah. and a half, but appreciate you uh, calling in. Thanks, man.
5: Oh, yeah, sure. Thank you.
7: Bye.
0: Hey, Pierce. How are you?
7: Yeah, I'm good. How are you? How's your show going?
0: It's going all right.
7: Long-time listener, first-time caller.
0: Great. I'm going to uh, um, give you a chance to give you a quick introduction. Are you? Where are you right now?
7: Uh, I'm in State College, Pennsylvania. Okay. but So yeah. I'm actually from Scotland and uh, just moved over from a
0: PhD. Aha. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. That's funny. I just talked to somebody in Scotland. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. He's going to like university in St. Andrews. Oh,
7: Okay. Yeah, so um, I've been a fan of a soccer team called Celtic, and my name's Pierce. So one of my friends moved to Boston when I was younger, and I found out about the Celtics and started following them around 2007 when they were awful. And, yeah, the next year they won the championship, and I started following more and more until when I was at university. I was sitting up at, like, 4 a.m. watching Celtics games all the time.
0: Wow. And so you're, you are in State College, getting your PhD, and what's your yeah. uh, what's your Twitter?
7: Uh, I think I'm at underscore Pierce
0: Hart. Okay, so you got five minutes. You ready?
7: Yeah, so my question is, um, next year we're going to lose Terry Rozier and loads of other good bench players, but there's a lot of old Celtics that are out there. I was wondering who you would like the most. So you've got Rondo, Bradley, and IT. So, is there any players you could see back on the Celtics? I
0: I don't know that there are any of these former Celtics that I'm looking to get back. Uh, the the pro- there's a problem here. Like Rondo is, is fine as a backup, but I don't know that he's the the right guy um, in, for, for the, the Celtics. I don't, I just think his time is kind of like done in Boston, but um, I, and. Isaiah Thomas, he, he needs to be, like, I want Isaiah Thomas to be back. You know, I want him to come back. I want him to get that contract. I want him, I want that Brinks truck. So, um, uh, he needs to go to a place that kind of sucks and he needs to get 35 minutes and he needs to get to, to, to get those reps in, and to show that he's healthy again so he can get a decent contract. And Bradley. Bradley, of all of them, Bradley would be the guy. I think Avery Bradley would be the guy, but he's he's struggled a lot. I think he's, maybe a reunion with Brad Stevens would be pretty good, but um, I don't know that I'm clamoring for any of those guys. Are you looking to get...
7: I thought Avery Bradley would probably be the best fit of the three of them, but I would be interested to see how Rondo done. Um done. Considering the way Kyrie's acted, I don't know if it's it's the best option to go with someone as um, outspoken as Rondo is. Yeah. I think the Celtics need a team that's glued together next year. I don't even know if we'll have Kyrie on the team. So it'll be interesting to see what they do, especially in the backcourt.
0: Yeah. For that, sure. That's. I mean, obviously everything hinges on Kyrie. Um, and then if Kyrie sticks around, they're going to make a big move for Anthony Davis. I mean, I, I guess I couldn't rule anything out. Because once if they do trade for Anthony Davis, it is going to really take a toll on, on the the depth of the team. So they're going to have to rebuild with some minimum contract guys. I, I really don't know that Rondo's the guy with. Although Rondo did play with Anthony Davis, so I mean maybe there's a respect there and and they could kind of yeah he played
7: well better. last year. I mean, they played well last year in New Orleans, and if you're trading away Tatum and Brown or a lot of well-liked Celtics, it's going to upset the fan base. So bringing back someone like Rondo might um, be a good move commercially.
0: Rondo, Rondo was a very polarizing guy when he was in Boston. I had many, many knockdown dragout fights over Rajan Rondo. I was a Rondo guy.
7: Uh, oh, I loved Rondo against the Heat where he dislocated his... Shoulder and still drag them to that victory. How can you dislike Rondo?
0: I mean, that's, that's, uh, look, I, I, I was always a Rondo guy. I know he's got, you know, his strong willed guy to say the least, but Hey, you know, coming back late in his career. Now he's, he's learned a few things. He's, he's very smart. And those guys I'm sure would respect him. I'm, I'm starting to talk myself into the <laughs> yeah, possibility, sure. mostly because he had some success with Anthony Davis, he had some success. I think he and Brad Stevens kind of knocked heads a little bit, but I just wonder if he's kind of calmed down in that respect a little bit. But that's going to be, whew, I mean, personality. And you hear
7: him. You hear how ahead. much? Oh, sorry. No, 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 good. Yeah, you, you hear so one. much about you see I hear so much about how uh, he's so good with young players, and I mean that's what the Celtics need about leadership as well.
0: Yeah, he's he's been. I I know Lakers fans are dying to get rid of him and I am in no real hurry to get him back, but there's, there's going to be a point where um, he's the Celtics are kind of trying to fill out that roster. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I still think Avery Bradley's the best fit of those former Celtics. I think Avery Bradley with his tenacious defense and his ability to spot up and hit threes. And I think just Brad Stevens knows how to use Bradley uh, mm. the, the the problem is that Bradley is undersized, uh, but I, I think that Brad Stevens could get more out of Avery Bradley, and I think Bradley kind of would buy in a little bit more into a role that like like that, as opposed to the, the problem. The problem with Bradley is he's not he's not necessarily your a point guard. Like you'd you'd probably be looking yeah. for more point guardy type of guy. All right, my man, that's five minutes. I hope that was Thanks good. very much. All right. Thanks for, Cheers. Uh, yeah. I love that one of the callers was essentially just an audio meme, just pointing everybody out, pointing to the attention of all of the listeners that there is essentially a meme, a Brad Stevens, President Stevens meme out there, like living in real life. I love I love everybody, man. This is so much fun doing this. I'm glad I got a chance to talk to everybody. Keep an eye on my Twitter at Army underscore John to uh, see if I do this again. This is a great way because basically, the especially the way this season is going, as, as we wrap it up, what's said, what needs to be said has been said, and it's interesting to hear perspective from different people out there. A lot of fans watching, everybody's got a different perspective. So I'm glad to hear it, and it's nice to have a, a conversation with people around the world, around the country, Uh, I like that we only had one person from Boston. It was a very good indication that not only are we talking to people in Boston, but around the country, uh, somebody in Pennsylvania, somebody in Texas, around the world, Scotland, London, Sydney, Australia, just great. I know we've got listeners all around the world and very much appreciate everybody listening to the Locked On Celtics podcast. All of you new listeners, again, Subscribe to the show with the new Himalaya Podcast app as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. When you get in your car or when you're at home, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Celtics. All of you regular listeners, please give us that five-star rating. Please give us that good written review and share the podcast. Tell everybody, listen to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Yeah, Corralis, Packard, and
1: Jay King.